next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that? And welcome back to the Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm Russ, as always. Brendan Ertel. Today was a very quiet day on Saints Twitter till about mm, one o'clock, and everything went crazy. I mean, one of the most groundbreaking days for the Saints, pretty much all offseason, and this will determine their future as a team. Uh, we've all seen it, we've all heard about it. The trade that went down this afternoon, a huge deal for the Saints and Eagles. Uh, it took me about 14 times to read this tweet to fully understand what just happened. Uh, wasn't expecting it at all. I did not think this was even in the realm of possibilities for the Saints. But yet, here they are. Here's a tweet from Adam Schefter. Trade. Eagles sending picks number 16, number 19, and number 194 in the sixth round to the Saints in exchange for pick 18, 101, number 237 in the seventh and a 2023 first-round pick, plus a 2024 second-round pick. So the Saints now have picks 16 and 19 in the first round, and that was a whole lot of words, but here's a better way to think about it. The Saints, from the trade, get picks 16, 19, 194, and the Eagles get 18 this year, 101, 237, a first-round pick in 2023, and a second round pick in 2024. So a full pick deal. A ton of picks in one deal. And according to the values of this pick. Uh, from a couple people. Is this that this trade was nearly even in terms of picks. And it's kind of hard to grade this this deal. Just because the, the picks in 2023 and 2024. We don't know where those picks will land. Uh, but if the Saints make the playoffs in the picks later than 20 is pretty much a fair deal for both teams. So what does this mean? I mean, it took me about 20, 30 minutes just to think about my thoughts and think about what this really meant. And it really could mean a ton of things. The way the Saints have been going throughout the whole offseason has been very conservative, very quiet, and low risk, high reward. And we, we've seen that and we're kind of tired of it. Uh, a lot of us want to see Tyron Matthew on the team. And just the way they've been approaching this offseason, it doesn't seem like they're in a move to make a splash at all. Uh, the Saints, uh, Nick Underhill just says, The Saints just found a way to be aggressive, remain financially responsible, and reload for the future. Fantastic move if they get the right players. Now, this deal is wild. And what it means, we're going to talk about all that. There's a few things this could mean. My initial thought, you go get a tackle. The Saints, it's been reported throughout this whole process, that the Saints really like this tackle class, and it's deep. There's about four or five guys that will probably go top 15, top 20. And we've been mocking one of the best tackles in this draft, Trevor Penning, to the Saints at 18 for a while. And, I mean, I don't hate the pick. I don't hate it. With a large hole at left tackle, uh, you have a guy like James Hurst who – can start at left tackle. It's not necessarily a need, 
but it's a really big want. You really want to have a young guy at that left tackle position. And I mean, future future picks will really decide this roster. But the way the Saints have ta- uh, drafted tackles, I'm confident in them making the right selection here. And tear off his lineman, I don't know. But tackles, they've, they've been very successful, of course. Uh, Tron Armstead, Ryan Ramchek, two of the obvious guys. Uh, they just drafted Landon Young, was solid. Drafted freaking Zach Streif in like the, what, the later rounds of uh, right before they won the Super Bowl. So they know how to draft tackles. So that also leads me to believe, could this be an, an offensive tackle slash wide receiver, whatever the way it plays out, however the board falls, could they get a tackle wide receiver with those two first-round picks? That, in my opinion, would be ideal. That keeps you competitive now. Those are two guys that can start for you day one. Let's just say it's Trevor Penning at 16, and they get one of the Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson, those group of guys at 19. That's solid. You upgrade your offensive line, which becomes one of the better ones in the NFL with the whole group. You add a wire receiver that you absolutely 100% need, and you move up with the flexibility of... If Jamison Williams falls, in my personal opinion, he's been my wide receiver one uh, since he joined Alabama. He just shows way too many strengths. He's groundbreaking speed, something the Saints haven't had since Brandon Cooks. Uh, I think he'd be perfect with Jamis and Michael Thomas. I think that'd be a great duo. Uh, but I think the second best fit right there would be Chris Olave. So if you can get one of those two guys at 19, that's incredible. Now... We have to think about this other scenario. Why did the Saints do this three weeks before the draft? In my personal opinion, and what I think, and I've seen the Saints and the Pelicans especially, they'll mess with your brain with these picks. I mean, they really play around with their picks. It's not like the Rams where they say F the picks, but it's what can we do best right now to, to win? And obviously the Saints trade up a ton. They haven't moved back at all. The Pelicans like to do the same. They like to to make those picks and obviously going to get C.J. McCollum and Devontae Graham with those picks, besides the point. Um, So are the Saints just saying, there's about five or ten guys we like in the range of 10 to 20. We want two picks. We want to grab two of those guys in, in that range. Very big possibility. Because this draft is deep. It's it's a really good class. It may not be as strong at the tippity top of the draft, but the mid to, mid to first round, late to second second round is deep in this class. Do the Saints just want two picks in the first round? Maybe. Does that make a lot of sense to do it three weeks before the draft? I don't know. The situation there is the Eagles had three first round picks. I knew this whole time the Eagles weren't going to make three first-round picks. They were going to trade one down. They were going to trade some up. But in the situation Philly's in, didn't make sense for them to have three first-round picks. Their ideal scenario would be to trade back, get a pick next year, because they're going to roll with Jalen Hurts this year. That's been stated, and they're going to build around him and do as much as they can. But if he doesn't pan out, if he has another mediocre year, he showed lots of flashes last year being a very good quarterback, but... Not much in the passing game. If it's just a sidestep and not a step forward, maybe the Eagles uh, would want to go get a guy like Bryce Young from Alabama who will be available if he declares. Uh, 
now they have ammunition to do that. And I thought this whole time they would want ammunition next year to trade up for a quarterback if needed. So, with that being said, the Eagles are probably fielding calls. I bet there was a handful of teams that were willing to do this. You don't just let a team have three first-round picks within five picks and not give them a call. Obviously, they're going to be talking about moving some of those. And they did, obviously. So, I think the Saints did this now because it probably were a couple other teams calling Philly for one of those picks. So, you never know. Uh... The other situation we have to talk about, and it's something that I really can't wrap my head around right now, is the quarterback position. Do the Saints want to get a quarterback with these picks? Was the ideal situation for them, let's go get an extra first-round pick for Philly with, A, ammunition to trade up to go get, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the class, Malik Willis, or are we, are we fine sitting back and waiting to at least 16 to see who falls to us? For example, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, guys like that. Would they be okay taking one of those guys at 16 or 19? Maybe. You feel a lot better about yourself taking a quarterback in this class if you have an extra pick. So, say they go get a guy, they wait to 19 to get a quarterback. And they take Desmond Ritter, who I think would be a great fit for them. Or Kenny Pickett at 19 or 16, doesn't really matter. Uh... And they take a wide receiver in this class. You feel a little better about winning right now because you get one of those wide receivers. Or could this be ammunition to trade up? I mean, we don't know. I don't even think the Saints know at this point. I don't like this move because it's April 4th. And we have 25 days, I believe, for the draft. And Saints Twitter is going to be speculating each and every single day on what they're going to do. And I can guarantee you this. There is not just one player and the first round the Saints like there's going to be a handful of guys that they want to get depending on how the draft plays out they now have flexibility if say they really like Malik Willis I don't know and he take he takes a little tumble out of the top let's say five and the Saints say okay this is what we wanted we have the flexibility we have the first round picks let's go get him or the draft kind of plays out how they're wanting it to and they're like we're fine sitting and saying we can get our two guys that we want at these two picks I like the flexibility. I like the that you're have the option to win now without spending a ton of money. These picks aren't going to cost you a lot of money. The Saints, and it's been clear with their offseason moves and what Mickey said, they're not in salary cap hell, but they want to get out of this position where it's really tough. They didn't lose Tron Armstead because of cap. They lost Marcus Williams because of cap. This is some of the situations I don't want to have moving forward. You want to be able to keep your guys. Now, Yes, there's guys out there like Tyron Matthew who can instantly improve your roster. But if history repeats itself, they're not going to overpay. They're not going to even pay a guy like that. If the price is right, and I bet there is a price, they'll make it happen. But they're not going to overpay for a situation like that if they just made this move because they want to be financially stable but still competitive. And this move helps that. Let's talk about the picks they have this year and next year. So... By the count, the Saints have two first-round picks, obviously 16 and 19. They have a second-round pick, 49th overall, a third-round pick, 98th overall. So that's four picks in the top 100. If you remember back in that class with Von Bell, the Saints had around, I want to say, four or five picks in the top 100. So good ammunition rebuild. Excuse me, retool. Uh, So they have two firsts, a second, a third, and they have the fourth, that's 120, 
a fifth that's 161, sixth 194, and the seventh is they traded to Philadelphia. So next year, they don't have a first-round pick. So they essentially move next year's first-round pick for this year. And what that cost was a second-round pick in 2024 is the way you could think about it. Is so they charged, they were charged a second round pick in 2024 to move next year's first round pick to this year. Obviously, there was late round picks involved too, but this is a good way to think about it. Also, a third round pick this year. So the price was steep, and it's of course is going to be steep. <sighs> that's a lot of picks, and that's a lot of confusion. I don't think at this given time the Saints are playing in the situation. I don't think they made this deal. Because they know Sean Payton's going to come back and they can get value for him in terms of first-round picks, second-round picks, whatever it may be. I think they're just playing that Sean Payton picks are going to be house money. Sweet. If he comes back and we can trade him for whatever the package may be, just replenish a little bit of that hit, great. If not, we still have a second-round pick next year, and hopefully these picks that we hit on this year uh, can really turn out. And history says... The Saints love to move first-round picks. They love to trade up. They love to be aggressive. And this offseason, they haven't been. I mean, it's been really quiet. They were super aggressive for Deshaun Watson. Super. Putting three first-round picks on the table plus a few players. I mean, that's a lot. It's a lot. But in my current situation right now, my personal opinion, I think the Saints, they want to win now. They still want to be aggressive. And adding big-time players on the free agent market isn't going to help this team as much because they're so limited on what they can do with the cap. Of course, there's all these flexibilities and things they can do, but you can't just bring in Odell, Tyron, Jarvis for all these big money contracts. You're not the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can't be throwing $21 million at Christian Kirk. They're just not in that situation right now. So they find a way to be competitive still. I mean, Mickey Loomis deserves a raise or something. They find a way to be competitive still by adding first-round talent instead of talent and free agency. I still think they'll add some guys. Is Tyron Matthews still a possibility? I think so. I mean, Saints fans, I get people in my, my DMs all the time. Do you think Tyron is still a possibility? Uh, who do you think they're going to get wide receiver? I, I mean, I don't know. It's been really hard to tell. And these moves I just made while I'm making this podcast uh, is further information that I can't predict what they're going to do in free agency. But... The clear thing is, they're ready to build and retool now. What are the Saints going to do with these picks? I have no idea. You have no idea. And I don't think the Saints even have an idea right now. I'm sure they have a decent idea. But there is a realm of possibilities that we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Uh, Whether it's a quarterback, a tackle, a wide receiver, a safety, anything. It's in the realm of possibilities. And it's just more excitement for this year's draft. And whether you like the move or not, You have to respect that the Saints are still being aggressive. They still want to win now, even when they don't have the roster to win now. I mean, the things that Mickey and Jeff Harlan have done together are super special. And with Dennis Allen being his first year, you don't want him to give him a roster that isn't really capable of doing everything it should be able to do. You want to have a quarterback. You want to have a formidable offense. You want to be able to run the football. And the pass offense needs to be better than what it's been. Now, I mean, all those picks, all that information, I'm still I'm still processing this deal, what it could mean, and what it can mean in the future. We actually have other news. The Saints have been taking the headlines all day today. 
Uh, the Saints signed former Bucks safety Justin Evans. Uh, a really different move here, I would say. Uh, he was a former second-round pick for the Bucks. He spent the past two years out of football, recovering from injuries, uh, signing a one-year deal with the Saints. Adam Schefter said he's now ready and healthy. So, interesting move there. Uh, look back at his old old stats, and he has about four interceptions, handful of tackles with two years with the Bucks. Just couldn't stay healthy. Uh, that was the main concern with him from Texas A&M. So, a depth piece there, a camp body maybe. Don't think this really means anything else other than that. I don't think they expect him to compete for the starting role at one of the free safety at the one of the safety spots I don't think they expect him to even really get a ton of playing time there I think it's just a low risk high reward signing for them uh obviously tons of talent being a second round pick from Texas A&M you hope he kind of pans out can turn into something but this isn't a move where you're you're bargaining on him being anything so don't hate the move don't love it and then just a few minutes ago the Saints tweeted out the Saints social media account tweeted out a taco and I started recording this podcast and I tried to pause it because it's like now what there's more stuff uh taco charlton then tweets hashtag who dat so the saints are signing defensive end taco taco charlton uh on monday which is the same it should have been done on tuesday so it could have been taco tuesday but man a a lot going on today so taco adds depth he only had a half a sack last year with pittsburgh he spent uh Obviously, the majority of his career with Dallas uh, also was with Kansas City as well. So Cameron Jordan is now the smallest D end in the in, in the D end room, which is incredible because this D end room is stacked and he's one of the better ones. So the loaded D line class, they've added Shy Tuttle, Jaleel Johnson, and now Taco Charlton in almost consecutive days. This past week, they've added those guys. So, super duper busy day for the Saints and me. The Saints just made the signings of Justin Evans, Taco Charlton official, and they also made the trade official. So, tons of news today and definitely more news to come. This was just a breaking news podcast, and this was just the information with today. So, there's definitely more to come, and man, I'm excited to see what it is. I'm excited. So, quick little podcast today, breaking down all this information for you guys. Hopefully it calmed you down a little bit. Talking through this whole thing also helps me. It was a lot to talk about. And, I mean, obviously a lot to think about for the future. What this means for the team. But these next two first-round picks are going to be huge for the future of the Saints. Thank you guys for your love and support. Now I'll see you guys next episode. Who that? 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 Who that?